This is an old um, merchant's hall. So again, I don't know if it's deliberate in terms of the workplace and making a difference in culture and so on, but obviously um, a significant building, and I trust this will be a really significant time for you guys as well. By the way, my name's Toby, um, those who don't know me, um, I lead the team at King's Community Church where we're hosting the conference. It's great to have so many people around at King's uh, this week, and the buzz is, is really wonderful. And hope you've been served well by our sort of conference team and other people as well. Um, any complaints, don't give them to me. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I have the privilege of that. And also, um, Jerome, who here will tell you all about his story in a moment. But just a, a brief introduction from my side of things. I got to know Jerome. He, st- he joined Kings, him and his wife, um, quite a few years ago now. And uh, over the years, I've just had the privilege to get to know him a bit more and a bit more and a bit more. And kind of the more I've got to know Jerome, the more you realise, oh, right, you're involved in that as well. Oh, right, you were involved in this and you've done that. And God has opened up that door for you. And what I found Jerome to be is a guy who is a guy who's got a clear calling from God to make a difference um, on a global scale. That's not exaggerating. On a global scale um, within the kind of secular world of medicine. And it's quite incredible the doors that God is opening up for him now and the influence that he is able to have. And so I trust as he shares his story. We'll have some um, that you'll find. Um, I'm sure key things for yourselves and also you've been listening to a lot so Jerome will speak for a bit and then after a while we'll have a like five minutes just to kind of discuss what questions you might want to ask and where, where you want to take it and for the last sort of 25 minutes or so um, there'll be time for Q&A and we'll finish on 3.45 on the nail uh, he says because I think there's focus groups at four are any of you going to those focus groups yeah okay so we'll finish 3.45 that'll give you 15 minutes to get to those Okay, so just for me to hand over to Jerome. It's a privilege to be here and uh, share something which uh, the Lord has uh, clearly placed on my heart. And one of the things that really has driven me over the last 30 years as a Christian is faith and vision and making it happen. Because I've heard a lot of. Uh, one of the things that we as Christians are constantly being reminded about is identifying God's will and, and doing God's will. And, and as, a, as a young Christian, I used to wonder, you know, how does one find out God's will? And then how do you find vision? And how do you make it happen? These, these three, uh, things don't seem to connect. And, and in this early experience as a Christian, I didn't find people being able to explain to me how, how can you make it happen. And, and uh, so I'm going to share my story because God has led me down some very, very difficult paths. Some paths that are, were totally confounding, but in the center of it all, God, uh, God's presence was there. And he has taken me uh, into areas which are completely unknown, uh, taken me areas into, into, into situations, in, into government bodies, into universities, different areas that I would never have dreamt about when uh, I became a Christian. So currently, uh, I, I was talking to Toby as to how I should uh, try and share this uh, experience because, uh, and, and Toby said, just tell them where you are at and then go back and then uh, start uh, from the beginning and, and just point out areas how God led and the areas of confusion uh, and, and, and at times total, total, um, uh, almost discouragement and disillusionment wondering whether I was in God's will or not. And so hopefully uh, I will stimulate some thinking in you, some thoughts, some questions in you, and with the grace of God, hopefully I will be trying to give you some answers. But just because I have taken this path, God has led me in this path, 
don't think that God is going to take you all the same path. But I think some of the principles that I will share are from, from Scripture. And we've, um, hopefully that uh, you know, we can have some uh, healthy debate and discussion afterwards. So currently I'm a, a, a consultant surgeon in the National Health Service in one of our local hospitals. I'm a professor of surgery. I uh, have pioneered an operation to restore sensation in leprosy. That's the only operation in the world that restores sensation in leprosy. I, I'm currently in charge of a medical school uh, of, and I've got that responsibility for 300 medical students. I'm also the pioneer, one of the uh, people who developed medical school in Norwich. Currently, I run the highest qualifications in breast cancer surgery, colorectal bowel surgery, knee surgery, and anesthesia in the world. These are the programs the Lord has helped me develop, and they're going virtually all over the world. Last week, we've had invitations from Australia, New Zealand, Turkey, North Africa, and 10 countries in North Africa, in, in Europe, and many other countries. So this is the current situation I am. I oversee nearly 200 consultants in this country, 300 consultants in this country in my capacity as an undergraduate leader and a postgraduate leader of medical education. I've also got a profile, a high profile in breast cancer surgery in this country. I'm uh, one of the leaders of uh, the, the, the quality programs, the audits of, uh, in terms of looking at outcomes of breast cancer surgery. So I say this with humility because this is not me, I'm an instrument and God has and uh, encourage me, God has directed me, God has empowered me to do it. And the reason I've said it is because I think we need to know what God can do with somebody like me, who uh, God has taken my weaknesses and made strengths out of them. I can look back and say, these areas are failing. All these areas that I have quoted to you are failing. All these areas of uh, for instance, public speaking, I wasn't a very, very good public speaker in school. Just uh, two weeks ago, I come back from having done 12 international lectures in Singapore and Istanbul, all in eight days' time, including uh, running some seminars in, in these countries. So what I'm going to say is, just because you feel, you sit there and say, actually, this is a weak area in my life, God can turn it into something super strong. And your weakness is a amazing opportunity for God's strength to come up. Okay, so be encouraged by your weakness because I'm a standing person of that. So where did it all start? 30 years ago, I was a very, very junior doctor in, in Ireland and I met my wife who's Irish, who comes from a Catholic background like myself, and through her, I got saved. And I will not go into details of that experience, but all I know is that she had found the experience and she told me about it and I started reading the Bible. And, and through the experience of reading the Bible, I had multiple experiences with the Holy Spirit in terms of uh, not knowing really that you know, the Holy, I was being filled by the Holy Spirit repeatedly around the time and God changed my life over a period of time. So I don't say it was a, a miraculous one-shot experience of salvation. It took me, I think, about 12 months before I came to see salvation. And exactly 30 years ago, I got uh, baptized and then I got married to my, uh, to my wife from Ireland. And it was quite, uh, uh, if you imagine 30 years ago, it was a, a challenge as a mixed marriage. And therefore, we were very, very, had to depend totally on God to know God's will. We, we decided very early on at that stage, like many of you sitting here, that you want to be in the center of God's will. And God took, it as, took us at His word because 
we, we God revealed to us where to get married, where to get married in Ireland or to India, etc. And he provided for us. And then, very, very quickly, uh, we realized that, uh, it, it, that, that we didn't know where we would live because the, the, the field of general surgery, which I was specializing in, was a highly competitive field. There were a lot of local graduates stepping off after 10, 10 years of training, stepping off and saying they can't proceed in this uh, specialty because of the high degree of competition. But the Lord led me to you know, pursue it and say, at the same time, he started opening up doors for me to do orthopedic surgery, plastic surgery, and general surgery, which later on, he used all these um, experiences for me to develop the operation to restore sensation leprosy. So what I'm going to say is, all your experiences in life are not wasted. If you're working with God, okay, you, you might think, actually, what am I doing? What am I doing with this job? What am I doing sitting in a corner somewhere? God can utilize all the experiences that you've got uh, to, to, to bring you to a point of, of truthfulness. And I think, so my experience is that God does uh, use these experiences. Around the time, I, uh, I was very early on in my surgical training, and the reason I'm giving you this background is because uh, we, we started experiencing almost immediately severe, severe testings. I was tested with unemployment. I was tested with ill health. At the end of my first registrar of training in general surgery, I noticed I, I, became, I was jaundiced on the last day of my training in general surgery as a registrar. And I, I discovered that I had serum B hepatitis jaundice. And if you are a permanent carrier of the antigen, it would mean that that's the end of my surgical career. So, as very, very early, three to five years, within, in fact, in the first two years of marriage, we were faced with the wondering whether I, I would carry on surgery. And I had to take six months off, and I had to wait for a blood test to see whether I was going to be having this particular antigen in my blood or not. And during that period, I was fully baptized in the Holy Spirit. So even the experiences, the difficult nature experiences, God, God took me away from a very busy surgical life because I was working 120 hours a week. And during that period, I had an amazing experience of full baptism of the Holy Spirit. And around the same time, God started, uh, certain things happened. I was given a book by one of uh, church members. And the book read, it was written by a surgeon named Paul Brand. Paul Brand, many of you, some of you may have come across, has written a book called Ten Fingers for God, or the other book is Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. He was a, a Christian surgeon from, from London, went to India, and he did quite a lot of work on leprosy. And in leprosy, because of the uh, paralysis, uh, patients can't hold a glass or a tumbler to eat or drink or whatever. And he did some operations moving tendons healthy tendons to non-healthy tendons and, and, and improve the good. And I, when I was given the book, I, I had a sudden fear in my heart. I said, Lord, you're not leading me to do leprosy work, are you? Because it was the last thing on my mind to go and work among lepers. But three years down the road, the Lord opened the door for me to become a, a researcher of the Royal College of Surgeons of England, where I was able to, to do experimental work and produce this operation. So God leads in a very, very unusual ways, and certainly for myself it was. And to, to me, the, the, the experience of um, 
first wondering and being fearful that I'm going to do work on leprosy, which I did for six years. Uh, in fact, when I started doing it, it became a joy to move, to work with the poorest of the poor, the totally dejected, and people who were totally stigmatized. And, you know, and I was uh, amazed how, how much I enjoyed it, working, going to the leprosoriums around the world. We just started working on operating on patients in Brazil. In fact, even six months after the experimental work at the Royal College of Surgeons, I knew that uh, the technique was working, and therefore God opened the door for me to go to these countries and start training other surgeons to do these operations. But but we had some very very interesting experience in that in the meanwhile because God was on one hand he was working, uh, showing us amazing things, and on the other hand we had some serious difficulties. So instance, my 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 brother and his and his wife died on the honeymoon around the same time. And he was 26, and she was 20. They were on their honeymoon. They went to this beach resort, and, and she got caught in a, in a wave. He went after her and both died. So we were seeing breakthroughs in leprosy. We were seeing awful things happening. And we still had to say that God is sovereign in this. We saw in the success of the leprosy work, the publications in the Lancet, and other major journals, we had attacks. I had attacks from some of my own team, uh, uh, criticizing me, trying to destroy the work. It's very, very interesting that, so the enemy, there is an enemy out there. There is a battle. There is a vision. God gives you a vision, but there is, there are obstructions. And some of the obstructions actually make us stronger. And many of the obstructions could be, could, some of them could be from the enemy, and in fact, I had this very uh, amazing experience where I was presenting a paper in, uh, in Florida at the International Conference on Leprosy, and there was a, one of my team members found a group of people, a group of surgeons and scientists sitting, deciding, planning on how to destroy my lecture, how to destroy the breakthrough lecture that I was going to give on the fact that this technique works. And very interestingly, Paul Brand, the Paul Brand that I spoke about, was chairing my session for the presentation. And he, uh, very, very, uh, the presentation went well. These people came to attack me with questions, but God gave me the grace to answer their questions in a scientific manner. And at the end of the day, Paul Brand stood up. And he said that this is the technical way forward for leprosy. And next morning, I saw Paul Brand at breakfast, and I said to Paul Brand, Dr. Brand, you're the reason why I went to leprosy. I'm a Christian, and I've been inspired by you to do it. And he put his arm around me, and he said, God brings young men to carry the torch forward. And Paul Brand was in his 80s that time. So there are some amazing experiences, and I felt the anointing of this great man of God. And Paul Brand, he was a, a great preacher, he was a amazing uh, surgeon, he was an amazing missionary, and uh, to this day, though he's dead, his legacy continues in his work on peripheral nerve uh, and, and leprosy. So there are some amazing experiences, amazing um, encouragements, and along with the attacks of the enemy. The, there were situations, then six years, I did work on leprosy. Knowing it's purely God's will, but in most of those six years I was virtually unemployed. 
Okay? I went in because when we, my wife and I decided that God's God's will through leprosy, we said it meant initially taking a 50% cut of my salary. As a surgeon, I was ready to be a consultant. But Lord said, no, I want you leprosy. So we took a 50% cut of my salary. For the first two years, we, 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 we just about managed. But the next four years, I was virtually unemployed. I had little bits of work here and there. And at the same time, the Lord led us to go to Dublin. And I felt that God was going to uh, open the door for me to be an academic surgeon in, in Dublin. I wanted to be in a university surgeon in, because I had a, a big research portfolio of publications and things like that. But I went to Dublin, both of us went, we moved house. We went under the guidance of the church. We always, one of the things we discovered, having to walk in faith and vision, the importance of being in, in fellowship, the importance of being under church authority, the importance of a strong prayer life, and the importance of a strong word life. These three, four things we considered to be the four legs of a chair. And I think, you know, something that worked for us, and many of you might have other ways of doing it, but we felt it's very, very important that when you are walking in faith and vision and because many people will not understand you but if you, because people can get it wrong you can go into speculation thinking that God has told you to do something and you can go out and live and destroy your life but we find, we found that through through the various uh, teachings and, and being open to wise counsel that God has protected us and the reason I'm saying this, when we went to Dublin for two years I didn't have to work and we, but I was fully immersed in the church. I didn't go there to, church, to work at the church. So much so that I thought I was going to become a full-time member of the church, get into ministry. And at the end of the two years of unemployment, and God kept us by little bits of income here and there, we still knew that we were set of God's will because we had the peace of God. And then the, the, the leadership of, of church in Dublin called us and, uh, and said, the time has come for you to go. We don't think it's right for you to carry on in the stage of unemployment. You're a trained surgeon. You must go and, and, and start working. It's not that I wasn't applying for jobs. I was applying for jobs, but everything was shut. And very interestingly, God gave me a scripture for the book of Romans that time to show me that it's not by talent, it's not by education, it's not by training that that is the source of my income. God's from God's word, in fact, in the book of Romans, I think it is six, or so, uh, it says, if a man works, if, if a man gets wages for his work, it's what is credited to him. But if a man is unemployed and is or something in fact is paraphrasing it, but believes God, trusts God, then it's credited to him as righteousness. In other words, to me, God was saying, actually, I want to show you I am the source. So we went through periods of humiliation. People in this country, because of my profile in, in research, etc., were wondering what how these people are doing. You know, I, I, I'm a fellow, I'm a fellow rockologist, surgeon. I've had, uh, I'm working to my doctorate, etc., and unemployed. But we knew that there was something wrong. And then the Lord opened the door for me to come back to the UK. And all the aspirations I had in developing university, work in Dublin, etc., God opened up here. I want my, I was desperate to work in university. The Lord helped me 
to develop a university hospital, I was the key person to develop our, our hospital, university hospital. Once I was God opened the door for me to develop um, this whole area of the medical school. The medical school is a very interesting experience and knowledge. We knew that I was working, doing some cancer research with one of our um, educations at the university. I had just heard that the government were looking for uh, to produce new doctors, another thousand doctors in this country. And so a few of us got together and we applied to the General Medical Council, etc. And God opened the door for me very, very early on to get involved. And we prayed the medical school into existence. And we also prayed for a Christian dean to come in. And that Christian, we, in fact, I was at the interviews and we appointed. The, the, the man who was appointed was head and shoulders above everybody else. These were top people in the country. And that person, Professor Sam Leinster, is, is now, he's been the dean many years retired. Now he works with me on all these master's programs. He and I are the co-directors of the master's programs which are now spreading around the world. So it's interesting how this God's timing, you know, we came, we came from Dublin to here on God's perfect timing. The other interesting thing is, because I told you I was doing a, a doctorate with my research, and, uh, and, and usually if you do a doctorate, you get your, your, your degree in four years' time. My doctorate took 10 years. The reason being the university kept saying, oh, you must go to London University, would not uh, accept work done elsewhere, except outside in India and other places, international work. Finally, it took me 10 years to get my doctorate. But it was the perfect timing. Because the, the, I, when I, I got the first doctorate in medicine from here, from this university, and that is the time the medical school was just a thought in people's minds. And I was on this, in the spot there, in the right of the heart of the university, and God opened the door for me to be involved. So if there are delays in your life, the, I, I, you know, God has shown us that the perfect timing, He is sovereign. His, his timing is perfect. And if I got my doctorate four years or six years before that, I wouldn't have been there to become one of the, one of the founders of the medical school. So, so it's very, very important that uh, we, 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 we follow God's will. The other thing that happened is when I came back uh, to, to, the, to work in this region, the Lord opened the door for me to start breast reconstruction surgery in this country. I was one of the pioneers of plastic construction surgery in, in the UK. And then that led me to look at the quality outcomes of breast cancer surgery. What is happening to a patient? God was leading me to develop quality on the basis of my experience with leprosy work. Because when I was presenting the work on leprosy at international meetings, they said, Why do you, where is, this, where is the electrical activity in the nerves? These nerves are so badly damaged. We couldn't get electrical activity. But patients in Ethiopia, patients in Brazil, patients in India were telling me the same thing. They say, Doctor, when, I, when I'm cooking, I could feel the, for the first time I could feel heat. When I'm walking, I could feel thorns, stones on my feet. Three different countries, but the scientific community would accept it. So when I, that, that convinced me it's very important that you should listen to what patients are saying. And the medical profession were very bad at the time, saying, oh, we doctors know best. So I produced this program called PROMS, Patient Grade Output Measures Now, which is standard in this country. Okay, looking at what patient outcomes are. So the leprosy work led me to develop the patient outcome study, looking at quality of life, etc., after breast cancer surgery. And 
And uh, it took me 10 years, but the government put in 2.8 million pounds for me to leave the work, which is the largest study in the world. And we produced, now we have, in fact, I was in Singapore two weeks ago talking on this. We are spreading the quality kingdom work. This is, I believe, this kingdom work, spreading the quality, improving the quality of care for breast cancer, bowel cancer, etc., around the world. So, what I'm trying to say is that God can take somebody like myself, who is who is not, did not have a scientific background, did not have any skills which which I am now God has empowered me with. But if you, I think if you get into God's will, and God's got a perfect plan for each one of us, that's what I find. And because my understanding of scripture is that, you know, in the book of Ephesians, you know, God has got a perfect plan for each. It's very interesting because, you know, it's, even before the creation of the world, I've got a plan for you. And I think it's very, very important that we get into the groove, the plan. And there are challenges along the way, but I think, you know, the, the words, for me to, to be in God's word, very clear that by your fruit you'll be known. Okay? God wants us, each one of us, of us to be fruitful. And He's got, each one of us, He's got a plan and a purpose. Whether it is in teaching, whether it's medicine, whether it's nursing, accountancy, whatever. And, and his plan is fruitfulness. It doesn't mean that people have got to be upfront in terms of platform, whatever. Uh, you know, like what I'm doing at the moment, no. But there is an area of, of that we need to tap in. And I believe that many of us Christians miss out the mark because there's a real enemy out there. And, and, and I believe many of the promises people have been given are stolen. Because when troubles come, when difficulties, challenges come, people give up the work. You have to hold on to the promises. You've got to confirm and those prophecies that are given to you, confirm it, but hold on because they will come to us. I will give you an example. When I was unemployed, uh, uh, the, the, we were having a prime meeting and somebody said to me, uh, I believe, uh, God is a consultant. I was, uh, I was hoping to be a consultant. He said, no. He said, I don't, I, consultant's only going to be a step for you because you're going to be a professor. And God is going to have shown us that you're going to be a professor and you're going to run hundreds of programs internationally. And I said to myself, my gosh, I, I'd be delighted just to get a consultant job. <laughs> and you're telling me that I'm going to be a professor and going to run hundreds of programs. And it's happening now. Okay? It is happening. So this prophecy is going to be 20 years ago. And, but through the difficulties and through the, I've had, Unbelievable opposition in this country. I've had people, associations of surgeons standing against me. I've had universities standing against me. I've had patients, you could see it's demonic some of it, trying to destroy my life. I've had it all. But I tell you, by the grace of God and by standing together in fellowship with, with church, uh, with leadership and other, other people, fellow believers praying and standing, God will help us to overcome. Every move, I'm, 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 I'm painting a big testimony here, but with every move, there has been a major opposition. And that's where the enemy comes to steal the word. Say, so can you hold on to that word? Okay? And, and sometimes it's all the stuff that God can reveal to you, maybe so big that actually, say, God, is it possible? And if you think it's, you're concerned about it, go with your pastor, go, go and share with people whom you trust and pray through it. And the the the, the 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 promises that have come through 
and our program will come to pass. And, and, and this is what is happening uh, in our situation uh, at the moment. So currently we have, um, uh, this is, uh, so what I've done is I've painted, I've not given you the full picture, but I think I've just given you the, some of the principles that, are, that we have walked through. And the, the other thing that's very dear to my heart is we, we, we run a, 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 a training program for ministers in India. For, in India, a lot of people don't, um, people get saved and then they, they start running churches without proper training. So God has opened the door for me with my brother. We, 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 we run a, a training program, two month short training programs, intense programs, about eight to ten hours a day. They, these pastors come to us, we take them groups of 30, 40. In fact, two months time we are running a program of 150 pastors. They come for two months and we raise the funds and we train them and send them out. And we have done, we have trained up now a thousand pastors behind it. So that is something that is very, very dear to my heart. And, and therefore we try and combine, I look at my work as a ministry. I, 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 I fully appreciate that we are called, Toby is called to be a, a, a leader, a, a, a lead elder, etc. And everybody's not going to be leader. Everybody's not going to be leader. I, I think, but and most of us are in the world. Okay, most of us Christians are in the world. And I don't look at secular and spiritual. I look at my work as a ministry. And your role is as important because you are in the marketplace. That's where you're going to make your impact. And and I think you know I think it's very very important that we. Uh, we uh, and I know there's a lot of focus. Uh, I, I don't think personally there's enough focus, and I'd like it that we have an opportunity to, to, to share this because uh, you know 95% of all Christians are working in the world, and we our ministry is the world as, as today uh, it's been pointed out. So I think I'm going to stop there because I think it's more important that I answer questions to you. But uh, but I can tell you that everything, every move of God that we've been through. Uh, has come uh, unblind the scripture. For big things of God is going to be, and even small things. I think we have to have, I believe in the rainbow word of God, I believe in the prophetic, I believe in divine guidance, I believe in, in, in faith, I believe that faith, even if things go wrong in faith, there are situations where there is contradictions in faith. God has said something and exactly the opposite happened, and I think you still have to keep trusting God. I mean, for instance, our experience of going to Dublin, everything blew up in our faces. I, I walked into, we moved the house, we moved all our stuff across uh, the water, closed the house down here, everything blew up. But we still had a peace. And you know the reason why we are in Dublin? Probably years later we found out. We, in fact, we, in, in Dublin, there's a, there's a church called St. Mark's Church, which some of you may know. It, it is the first and largest uh, uh, Christian charismatic born-again church in the whole of Ireland. And in fact, the pastor of the church, is good Gary, in fact, he was with us last week. He, years later, told me the reason why he was in Dublin. His, when, I was, when we were there, his daughter, uh, who was living in America, got totally paralyzed. She had a condition called William Barra syndrome after pregnancy. And because she didn't have a health insurance, the hospital threw her out and she was virtually paralyzed. And I was able to use my influence 
to get to, to, to the British Isles, to, uh, to Dublin, to Ireland, and stood by him. And if he, tells, he told me that if I had helped him, the daughter would have died. And that would have resulted in him completely leaving Ireland. But that has helped him to stay in Ireland. And today, there are something like 60 churches planted in Ireland. So for Mary and myself, we felt our trip to Ireland was a total disaster. But years later, this pastor, every time he sees me, he tells me a story. If, you know, thank God, God brought you there. But we don't look at it that way. We look at it as a failure. But I, don't, I now recognize it's not a failure because the, the church, the whole church movement in Ireland and this man, he has suffered a lot. It was a great success. Scores of churches planted by him. Gary Davidson is his name. But he, he has still pushing forward to the, uh, to, 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 to the completion of the vision. So I'm going to stop there I think, because I think it's more important that we try and take some questions about the environment. Yeah, just a lovely idea. We've been listening to a lot this morning as well. If you have five minutes, well, just turn around, smile at someone, look, look pleasant if you don't feel pleasant at least, um, but just kind of chat with each other in terms of what sort of questions would you want to ask, what sort of things would you want to sort of draw out from your own story and experience that you find helpful in your situation. Sometimes just firing off each other rather than having a deathly silence when we ask the questions for a while before things get going can help us being in groups. So have five minutes just in groups, chat with each other, what do you want to draw out, what was pertinent to you, what would be helpful to draw out more for you, and then we'll have a good chunk of time, we've got plenty of time now, so for Q&A, okay?